In what reality do we usually live? This is not a question one often asks. We usually accept what senses show us, what has known limitations and properties, what we can predict and experience. Indeed, all that is part of our natural world. So, how do we change our reality from that which we experience with our senses that are always changing? One doesn't want to just reinforce the ego or be limited by our continually changing emotions and thoughts. How do we go beyond the limitations of the natural soul-being and our personality? Firstly, we must recognize that we are more than just our physical body thoughts and emotions. And our natural consciousness is governed by both the unconscious and subconscious states. Then we can understand that everything in this nature, land, sea, air, and all its inhabitants, including the unseen forces that control them, are all part of the temporary world, the four-dimensional realm of time and space. They are bound to the laws of change and will diminish and disappear over time, us included. At the same time, there is another divine realm of eternal energy that is interpenetrating our physical world. These higher energetic vibrations touch us in the heart, our center of our emotional life and capacity for love, and radiate out from what the Golden Rosy Cross calls the spirit spark, the remnant spark of the divine realm, located in the center, its microcosm. That is the vehicle requiring salvation that each individual inhabits during the span of earthly life. Therefore, we follow the hermetic axiom, only man is a twofold being, mortal as to the personality, yet immortal as to the divine spark in our heart. And just as all earthly forms need the life-giving touch of the physical sun, so our spiritual life needs the renewing touch of the spiritual sun to awaken it and keep it 
alive. An awakening touch of the spiritual light transmits a glimmer of force from spirit's spark to our receptive consciousness. We all have experienced this, haven't we? It is referred to as pre-remembrance. We probably wouldn't be listening here if not. Every person is ensouled, but it is so hard to explain what the soul is. A very simplistic definition would be that the soul is what moves us, what explains our being and our actions. Everything about the human being is contained in and explained from the blood and the other four soul fluids, consciousness, serpent fire, hormonal fluid and nerve fluid. When actively and harmoniously combined, these five will form the light vesture of the candidate seeking for eternal wisdom. This is why the call for purification of the blood is a key requirement for going the path. It begins with the redirection and purification of the thoughts, emotions, and activity of the will in daily life. That first touch of the light in the consciousness originates from the calling ray of the universal brotherhood, which awakens us via the spiritual center in the heart. This glimmer of consciousness gives us the opportunity to observe our behavior, our thoughts and feelings objectively and with complete acceptance, placing them before the light in the heart so that the spiritual school calls this the rose. This enables us to go forward on the path with discernment and under the guidance of the divine radiations. To change our reality from living in the temporal to living as an eternal being, we need to allow the eternal element in us to grow. Therefore, whatever spiritual path you choose, you need to see that it is an illusion to seek treasures, stability, peace or freedom within the natural self and our earthly directed personality. The connection to the eternal and the guidance come from the spirit spark in our heart. One can learn can then learn over time to use this connection with the eternal divine realm to guide an attitude to life that will be appropriate to the spiritual path of liberation. A liberation 
from the consequences of recurring incarnations. In this way, the divine light can grow from within as a state of consciousness, as a living possession. When the Christ radiation, the gnosis, enters the receptive heart and is therefore being continually attracted via a sincere yearning for salvation, this radiation will begin to circulate throughout the candidate by way of the blood. If he or she can continue to attract this otherworldly vibration, then it becomes possible after what is usually a lengthy period of transformation, it becomes possible to displace the resistant karmic and hereditary influences that are very dominant in our blood. The resulting success in this dynamic process of inner transformation means the reborn new soul can then flourish and grow. The proto-state of what we widely recognize today as a human being came from what was originally a spirit soul being. The soul media mediates like a bridge to connect body and spirit. The soul, this mediator between body and spirit, can be restored to its former divine state, beginning always with the primordial atoms renewing activity, it will be the source of the birth of a new man. Through the principle of the animating divine light, this will also radiate out its power so that others can also find their desire and begin to walk towards the light. By embarking on the spiritual path, as proposed by the Golden Rosy Cross, we would be able to gradually experience the spiritual essence freeing our consciousness from the prison of delusion in which all mankind lives. This gradual process of liberation works through the learned possibilities offered of inner detachment. We are thus enabled during our usual daily activities to dedicate and create the space and spiritual energy for a new reality of the divine to be manifested in us. The essence of that is thinking, feeling and acting from the perspective of the new soul. And when temporary forms are connected with eternal structures in this way, then actual liberation becomes a determining possibility for those concerned and for all. The opportunity is being offered for all humanity that seeks for understanding the existential meaning of the sorrows and purpose of earthly existence. These eternal truths have been put before 
the awareness of mankind through emissaries of the universal teachings, which are represented to civilizations when the time is ripe. The condition of the current Aquarian era is one such time that is ripe for humankind to receive this message again. In the earthly dimension, we primarily experience a life of repetition. For those seeking the meaning of life in the era of classical Greece, the figure of Sisyphus symbolizing the powerlessness of the human state when being required to constantly push a stone up a mountain, only for it to always fall down again. Such imagery describes our circular life of habit, where attention and energy are only applied to fulfillment on the material plane, owing to an unwillingness to find a spiritual purpose in life. This life is also characterized by negative attachment to the past and fearful concerns for what the future might hold. However, when gaining access to the dimension of the soul, there will be an experience of unity, freedom and love. Thus, we can identify much more with humanity when we live from the soul, rather than from our self-preserving self personality, as the development of the soul benefits everything and everyone. A candidate isn't expected to work on their personality. The path proposed by the Golden Rosy Cross does not try to change our ego consciousness for the better. Instead, we are seeking to let go of the ego consciousness gradually, but altogether. In this transmutation, the candidate merges into oneness by means of the greater aspect that still sleeps within them. That does not mean it happens on its own. Change must occur with an effort, but the effort is not through natural means. Instead, through the practice of the intentionally not doing of Vuvay, as indicated by Lao Tzu, the emissary of light for the Chinese Gnosis, and as indicated in the book entitled Tao Te King, the way to Tao or God. Hence, we move from insight, the head, to longing, the heart, to non-being, our actions. And through this threefold change, we begin to express ourselves in a completely new way. We begin to live out of a new soul reality. If the seeker on the path is able to consistently maintain this neutralization of his natural desires, rejecting all stimulus for 
metaphysical and philosophical speculations than a freedom from attachment to the earthbound delusions of the thinking faculty will gradually restore the one-pointedness of focus. As a sharp diamond instrument towards spiritual understanding. Through the ever increasing intensity of the entry of the light of God in our lives, we learn to attune ourselves to a higher vibration of serenity. We have seen that within the apparent endless cycle, of life experiences of the self, it would be all too easy to conclude that there is no bridge between mortal and the immortal. Yet these experiences bring us to the very boundaries of our cultural potential. They bring us to an awareness of the very limits of ourselves, our own inner impotency when it comes to lifting ourselves up into the spiritual. This awareness, which is in a sense a suffering of the personality as it becomes less in conflict with the lower self to allow soul growth. So at the same time, stirs the divine atom within us. It awakens divine principle in the heart into an activity that we experience as a longing to return, to reconnect via the soul with the divine eternal. This longing is not just another deep emotion, but a radiating energy of force lines that have purpose and structure aimed at gradually building a new soul that is attuned to the divine light. From this, grows a new consciousness, a higher expression of a higher life, a new reality. This process of transformation is a metamorphism, resulting in a union with the spiritual, being driven by the process of inner soul rebirth. So, for our seekers, who know this longing within our hearts, this deep thirst to experience the immortal, where do we start this journey? Well, as we have seen, it starts with our insight. This insight, this intuitive recognition of the riddle about true essence of things is born out of a longing to answer our deep questions of life. Namely, who am I, where have I come from, and where am I going? A burning desire for some insight into these deeply existential questions slowly awakens in an ever deeper longing to overcome these limitations within ourselves and to move beyond those conditions that keep us tied to ignorance, delusion, and unhappiness. So, in essence, it starts right here and now, where you are. If your insight is deep enough for us to recognize this longing that drives us to seek that which we 
do not have, then we eventually come to understand what the light bearers of the liberating Gnostic path of understanding have throughout human history indicated for seekers of truth. We must start this path in non-being, in creating the space within through living in non-reaction, emptying, silence. This is an inner path of detachment from the delusions of this world and more importantly, from the delusions of our own nature, our own self. As we have seen, it involves refraining from such behaviors as judging others, from criticism, and inwardly placing the spiritual within the central part to all our motivations. We would be entering the path of self-effacement, self-sacrifice, where doing unto others as you would have them do unto you is primary to fulfilling the desire for the other self. We should stop reacting to everything that moves within us and in an inner silence observe ourselves objectively. We would find this stillness within our hearts, freed from the emotions of acting and reacting, of being for or against, of being swayed between the poles of positive and negative, and by not reacting, creating the inner space for the divine light to find fertile ground within us. When willing to undertake such a radical self-reckoning, we are attacking the dominance of our ego within. So we overcome our old and habitual attitudes, consciousness. Mankind has been encouraged to initiate this process for themselves when each human civilization reaches an optimum for this and a rightness for this has been reached. The Greek legend of Prometheus Unbound, seen as the first recorded dramatic tragedy, tells of how the figure of Prometheus had a butterfly planted into his head by Athena, the goddess of wisdom, but also war. But why war, we might ask? because a candidate undergoing the process of inner soul development is always required to energetically fight against falling back into a slumber of their old habits whenever they reoccur. We move from the caterpillar of mortal life, tied to the earth, to the cocoon of non-being, and transformation, which then celebrates the birth of the new soul reality, the butterfly, that then expresses this reality through its new expression of life. And just as the newly born butterfly is also an expression of beauty, so the reborn soul begins to reflect the beauty and wonder of the spirit that is now an inner possession 
of this new soul reality. Not anymore for ourselves, but for the whole of humanity. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you wish to support us in reaching more people, like our posts, rate us with five stars on iTunes, leave a positive comment where you can, or share our content on your social media.